might interest you. This is episode 20 of the Digest. <laughs> and on this episode, we're going to be talking about Resident Evil and Silent Hill. My name is... <laughs> this is Matt. Welcome to the Digest. We're back. Episode 20. It's huge. Talking video game horror adaptations. Can't wait. Let me go ahead and introduce my guest today, Paris, my forever co-host. How are you? Welcome back. Hey, I am tired. <laughs> Fair. Is that new or I feel like it's probably always true, right? Yeah, I just, I, you know, I had very busy weekends uh, twice mm. in a row and I'm realizing how old I am, in well, fact. Well, I hope you're bringing the energy to this one. I guess uh, we'll have to wait and see. Oh, yeah. Not sleeping on the job. <laughs> <laughs> and the other forever co-host, Travis, what is up? Hello. Uh, not much. I do love your uh, intros, though. Hopefully you can uh, keep that energy up <laughs> all this podcast. Well, for this episode, we have a very, very special guest. We are joined today by fellow nerd extraordinaire slash composer extraordinaire. He created the music for this fine podcast. We are joined today by Kurt. Welcome to the show, bud. How are you? Hello. Uh, I'm doing well. Just tired as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope uh, you guys can both bring some energy, some much needed energy. This one's going to be huge. We're talking huge. video game adaptations. We're just going to dive right into it. Uh, first movie we're going to be talking about is Resident Evil. Oh, before we go over Resident Evil, uh, I'm sure Paris and Travis don't know what I was going for. Kurt, did you get the reference? You get what I was going for there? What are you buying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I'm surprised you did it for so long and I could see it was... <laughs> I, uh, you know, I just I went with it. I committed to the bit. Oh, definitely. Probably too hard. You know, that's what I'm known for. Definitely yeah. too hard. Uh, for those who aren't uh, cool cats, that is the voice of the merchant character from Resident Evil 4. No relation to this Resident Evil film we're watching. There's no, <laughs> there's no cameo from Not Merchant Guy. Not related at all. I <laughs> uh, figure it spice things up a bit, you know. But uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I try. You know, I practiced for like an hour before we started recording. So... <laughs> so Resident Evil, let me get this plot synopsis out of the way. A special military unit fights a powerful, out-of-control supercomputer and hundreds of scientists who have mutated into flesh-eating creatures after a laboratory accident. film was written and directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, not to be confused with Paul Thomas Anderson. Very different Truly. dudes. Um, you know, some would argue on par with one another, but um, we'll save that for later. 
Uh, film stars Mila Jovovich, Ryan McCluskey, Michelle Rodriguez, and um, who cares? Some other no-name jabronis. Uh, I'm just going to start things off real quick just by saying that Resident Evil is a bad movie. Uh, it's it's dog garbage. Um, I'm curious to see how you guys landed <laughs> on this uh, rewatch almost 20 years after its release, but uh, pretty rough. Pretty rough. It's my own fault. These are my picks, but Resident Evil, bad movie. Jumping off point, who wants to go first? You know, I'd like to step in and just say that in classic map fashion, you have provided us with some of the worst movies we've watched. Now, I'm not saying they're both the worst, but this one was by far one of the hardest to get through. And I am including Thanksgiving in that. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which, um, if I remember correctly, was another one of your picks. Yes, you are remembering correctly. <laughs> um, I, I, I would want to hand the mic off to someone else. I just wanted to step in and quickly point out that uh, Matt is uh, forever the king of trash. Your crown's not going away anytime soon. <laughs> well, I will say that Thanks Killing is a five star movie. Yes, yes, yes. Way better than this movie. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, we should have got watching... you on here earlier, Kurt. <laughs> yeah, Thanks I Killing. Need some I loved backup. it. I was, you know, I knew it was oh, trash no. when I was watching it, but it's great. <laughs> it's a good time. Very much yeah. trash though. Um also, you... did we at the top of the show say like that we're doing like movies that were adopted from video games? Was yeah. that mentioned? Yeah. Okay. I must I missed that. I was zoning out, I think. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um Travis, go I ahead. I think uh Kurt and Matt should do a spin off podcast of this one and the name of it should be called The Trash Bros. Wow. <laughs> what do you guys think? We'll see. A spin off of a yeah. spin off? That's huge. Yeah, dude. Podcast Inception. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, this movie is bad. Um, the acting is pretty terrible across the board. Um, I feel like it tries too hard to play service to being a video game adaptation at times. Um, the zombie stuff is all pretty lame and the zombies look pretty lame in this. And I feel like that would be like a major thing you'd want to nail for this type of movie um i'll start with those few comments <laughs> all right <laughs> well kurt what about you what are your uh, general thoughts on uh, on this one uh well i watched this movie in theaters when it came out and i was really into resident evil and you know kind of still am and it was i didn't know any better as a movie person and i was like wow this is cool <laughs> video game movie and then we're now watching it. <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, I was pretty pissed that I didn't follow the story at all of the game. Um, but I was like, you know what? Maybe they'll do better next time in the various sequels that came out of this. But watching it now, I realize it's just a trash movie. And it's not even taking the video game uh, game comparison out of it. It's still a trash movie. Mm-hmm. Well, what's interesting about the video game thing? I mean, we can talk about some of those points a little bit more in depth. But I think... So I've only seen one other Resident Evil movie, and it was like the fourth one or something. I saw it in 3D in a theater, and it was a ton of fun. Cause in I think, 3D? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the one that come that was after Apocalypse Retribution, I think. I think that's one mm. of them. 
I looked up. They have all. They had them all on Amazon, and they listed it. And I think after the second movie, they said the sequel to this movie in 3D, and they had no other synopsis to it. So, <laughs> well, they increasingly <laughs> That's the only selling point. <laughs> they yeah. as they go along, my understanding is that they kind of really shy away from like the video game lore and really just embrace like the silliness and that's what i wanted this movie to be so kind of similar to you kurt like i saw it back in the day and i liked it back then when i was fucking you know 12 (laughs) like i enjoyed the movie (laughs) at that time and i was hoping maybe it would just be like a really dumb fun movie right it's pretty boring. Like I was having a really hard time like getting into it. There's just like so much exposition and like Travis alluded to the zombie stuff is just so by the numbers and boring and uninteresting. And there are a couple moments where it embraces the silliness. The The main example for me would be when Mila Jovovich's character, Alice, like jump kicks off the wall and kicks that dog in the head. I mean, like, that's that was the rad. most famous scene from the movie, right? That was in all the trailers. That's yeah. the gif. Like that's the, that was a scene in the movie where, where I went, have I seen this movie before? I haven't, but that was the scene I was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's the one everyone knows. And well, one of the few CGI stunts, I think. There, yeah, there's not a ton of CG in the movie, but, the stuff there is is pretty bad. And I would say the other scene, the other memorable scene would be like the laser room. And that happens like 30 minutes into the movie. Okay. Like pretty Actually, early. room. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> I wanted to talk about this for two points. The first point being cube did it better. Let's just all, let's all, that was a couple episodes ago, but yep. um, you know, cube laser slicing someone into little, into little pieces better in cube. And that was, I think five or seven years prior, you'd think that they would have gotten the uh, the look of it down better, but it looked so bad. And then the other thing is actually something that Kurt pointed out, so maybe I'll let him talk about it with the doors. Yeah, so I hadn't noticed it when I first watched it, but there's, you know, a few months later, I realized there's like a, probably like a two-foot gap between the doorway and where the lasers start that you can easily back up into and you will not get hit by the lasers and you can see it when <laughs> after all that shit happens one of the last guy comes in and you just like a perfect frame of that still you know little safe spot and it's uh, there's spots on both sides of that room where the lasers yeah. are where you don't need to be standing at all like there's plenty of room to not get hit by lasers this movie sucks <laughs> easy for you guys to say who did not walk into a laser room unexpected. You know what I mean? <laughs> who knows if you walked into that room, what would have happened? Oh, you would have gotten okay. fucking diced up. Fair. I'm maybe not the first person or even the second person, but the last guy who was like the leader of the group. My other issue with that scene is that it kills off like two thirds of the group, like immediately. And we're just like, <laughs> Oh, okay. I guess why were these characters even here? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And then it just slowly waits to kill off everyone as it goes along. Definitely is a lull after that scene. Takes forever. Which, of course, because they just killed off two-thirds of the group. (laughs) And I think my biggest issue with this movie is kind of something that I think, Matt, you were alluding to. It's not so bad it's funny. It's not so bad it's good. It's just bad. And I think some of the biggest things are like that, where it doesn't... It doesn't draw you in with the tension. It sort of goes, whoop, bam, and then it's dull for a bit. 
and that's kind of the theme of the movie, as well as, like, just some basic movie-making things, like how it'll cut to someone in, and they're in a completely different set, a completely different room, and it doesn't show how they got there. And, you know, lots of movies do that. They show someone in a new location, fine. But it doesn't really make sense how they got there. Like, none of the... Like, it's supposed to be almost, like, like a maze, and they use that kind of, like, CGI map to sort of guide us through it. But it just doesn't make sense. And they don't really lean into the the wackiness of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, Paris, have you ever played a uh, any of the early Resident Evil games? Those games are a fucking bitch to travel through. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you guys know I'm like a huge gamer. No, of course I haven't played. Actually, the, my only experience with any of the Resident Evil games is uh, watching Kurt play them. <laughs> yeah, I had got the remake of RE2 and 3. And uh, she watched a bit oh, of the yeah. that, so. <laughs> Honestly, one of my uh, fondest memories of the Resident Evil franchise is watching my brother play Resident Evil 2 and uh, mainly let him dominate the playtime just because uh, I couldn't understand the uh, whole fixed camera and the, the movement. Mm. Yeah, the tank controls are rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, watching Kurt play those games... Still better than watching this movie. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> well, so another thing that's kind of rough about this movie is it's it's very tropey with the plot. Like, it's, it's really not borrowing from the Resident Evil games too much. Like, there's, like, Easter egg references. Like, you'll see, you know, something written on a sign in the background. or But, like, none of the characters at least if, uh, that I can recall or from the games. And it's just a very like boring multiple characters have amnesia. And as they start to remember bits of their life, like it's just plot points. You know what I mean? Like the worst offender is the, the guy who has amnesia and he's like a good guy through the whole movie. And then he just all of a sudden gets his memory back and he's like, oh, right, I'm a bad guy. And then he, he just remembers like, that so he's supposed to be the villain. Right. And I was like, oh, so cringy. It's just so just uninteresting. Like it would be different if we were moving from like action set piece to action set piece, even if there were bad set pieces, like at least there would be something interesting happening. But there's just so much just mindless plot stuff that happens and really bad acting like michelle rodriguez i i like her she's not a good actress but i like her she's bad in this how movie, dare though. you she's better than like the majority of everyone else in the movie though. including mia jovovich like I she's guess. she's probably the <laughs> she might be the best actor in this movie and i mean that's not saying much but like Oh, she definitely is. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the bar is pretty low there. <laughs> um, yeah, just there's no it's not scary. There's just it's just silly and, and boring. I don't know. I was honestly surprised by how dull it was. It does feel kind of like a well, like it was heavily inspired from aliens just with the like the mercenary team and like this mm. the set design, like just like the uh I don't know. The building that they're in kind of reminded me of the, like the spaceships in Alien or in Alien. 
Mm-hmm. I can see that. It also kind of takes you through these like weird tunnel maps where you're not exactly sure like what leads to where and it's all indoors kind of has that that same vibe as Alien. I could see that. Yeah, not a lot of windows. <laughs> they no. broke them all in the beginning. Couldn't afford <laughs> to see the outside. <laughs> right. <Came in. laughs> um so I mean, are there any other particular points that anybody wanted to address with this one? Like, I was trying to come up with, like, discussion topics just because I thought at the very least it would be, like, an interesting movie to talk about. And I don't know. Boy, was I surprised. You chose poorly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They just kind of changed stuff. Like, I think the only thing I was wondering, because they don't say Alice's name which the whole movie, but her name is Alice, and I think her red dress is based off Ada Wong from RE2. So I was kind of hoping they're trying to do that character. That was kind of my only excitement with it. But that kind of just flopped as well later in the movies. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's just like a, if anything, it's just like another visual Easter egg, right? Like it's a, it's yeah. a reference that people who like the video games will get. But... If anything, the people who like the games are the ones who probably dislike this movie the most. You know what well, I mean? and that's like, and that's yeah. where it sort of like loses the most for me because I think it's kind of like it's a video game. It's a movie based on a video game that was clearly made by someone who either didn't play or didn't enjoy the game because they changed so much. On top of which, they they seem to add references as if they're like, oh, this will get the fans going. But like you said, like fanboys are very particular. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as soon as you start like making references to characters that don't, I mean, to to items that aren't even from the same game or whatever, like you start losing people. And it just, I'm like, who is this? Who is this movie made for? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, Paul W.S. Anderson had another video game adaptation under his belt at this point. Like, he did Mortal Kombat prior to this. And looking at that... Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we calling Mortal Kombat a good adaptation? The original Mortal Kombat? Yeah. From 97? A good video game adaptation? Yeah, why not? Oh, my God. I mean... (laughs) It, it it's fucking Mortal Kombat, you know. You, they go to the thing and they fight, and Goro's there, and Johnny Cage is there. Like, what more can he ask for? Checks all the boxes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Characters were there, therefore, good movie. <laughs> they fight that fucking killer theme song. I mean, come on. Okay, speaking of theme songs, the score for this amazing. I know we we kind of hype up like bad <laughs> early 2000s uh new metal scores on this show. But let me do it again. Like this is so good. And then I was like, I wonder who like who did the score. Oh, and then no. I felt no, it's bad. <laughs> you guys, it's fucking Marilyn Manson. Actual trash human being, the worst person. Well, it's interesting because Marilyn, yeah, Marilyn Manson did the music, but also Marco Beltrami did some of the music, and he like he did music for Scream, he did music for uh, um, what's that fucking Western movie with uh, Christian Bale? Um, 
310 to Yuma. 310 to Yuma. He did the music Dude, he's for He's done a lot of Yuma. stuff, even like newer stuff. Mm-hmm. He's got credits for A Quiet Place, Logan, Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, shit. World War he's Z. Like- the faculty this guy is fucking working yeah dude. yeah and those are all like at least quality movies mm-hmm. well maybe i don't know about all of them but i i didn't say they were good i said they were quality like they're at least like you know up there there is a, another a quiet place tie-in uh that movie totally ripped off the ending of resident evil Oh yeah! Did they have For a little? Sure. I haven't seen a quiet place. Did they have a little <laughs> robot girl that was like, "I will protect you, maybe"? Uh, no. I'll just say it involves a shotgun. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I I can put the connection there. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the movie like clearly is setting up sequels, right? I mean. They like the escape. ending is so bad because of that. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> unsatisfying. Like you have this super unsatisfying movie, and then it ends with like a cool ending, but you don't get to see the cool shit. It's like you gotta wait for the next one to see the cool stuff, and then rather than seeing the second movie, I just you know continue living my life. Yeah, through everything in the trash that I've ever owned. Maybe want to <laughs> start a life in the woods. Well, so the second one, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I think that one has Nemesis in it, I think, who's like a big it, I, a big part yeah. of Resident Evil 2, like the game. I'm pretty sure I saw that in theaters as well, and I was super excited for Nemesis, and it does have Jill in it, so it's kind of like Oh, it R3. does, okay. Yeah. Is that Jill Valentine? Yeah, uh-huh. she's pushed as like a minor character, side character, it's all focused on Alice, and then Nemesis just, just uh, he's goofy looking. He's like a, clearly in a rubber shoot suit. Just he's like five feet tall. <laughs> oh, no. I vaguely remember <laughs> this. Like, hey guys, stop! I re- <laughs> yeah, I kind of remember it too. Just like the trailers and stuff. He's all teeth, right? <laughs> yeah. Woof. So, Kurt, I want to know exactly like, and you might be the best person to talk about this. Maybe Matt as well. But how like what is the plot of the original Resident Evil? Just like a quick recap. The game, uh, so, sorry. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. So the, like, a special SWAT team called STARS is going into the forest to investigate these people missing. Um, and they find, you know, their plane kind of crashes. Or they get stranded down there, and they get pushed into this uh, mansion, and they have to investigate, and they find out there's, like, all these murders and, like, zombies. And then they kind of go discover the underground science lab and all the experiments they've been doing, and then they you know, kind of spoilers, they blow it up. And then <laughs> they come back to find out all that, all the zombies come back to the main city and kind of wreck everything. So that's where it kind of disconnects from the game is that lab kind of just, you know, you think it would stop, but then the movie is like, hey, no, none of that actually happened. So here we are. <laughs> right. And I, I mean, feel like that's, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, when you, when, when you describe, like, the general story beats, you can see how, you know, the similarities with this movie, right? Right. It just doesn't really nail the vibe. And, I mean, I, I haven't played the first Resident Evil in a long time, but it's not as, like, 
plot heavy as this movie. Like there's just so much background that goes into the fucking experiments and the scientists and they have the AI system who was like okay. just exposition dumping and it's just We too need much. to talk about the AI system cuz I was like, "Oh, this has to be a nod to the game cuz it seems weirdly unnecessary. Why is there a little girl here? Like why is the AI talking like a human? Like it just didn't make any sense i was like this has to be a a poor reference to the game and then i find out no this wasn't in the game at all like what the fuck was this was totally contrived for the movie like that was so bad yeah i think probably just to add plot to the movie like to to pad it because i mean with a game like resident evil like you don't have to have a ton of plot you're just wandering through a You're mansion doing puzzles yeah. and fighting, you know, zombie dogs and crazy shit, you know? So probably okay, just as a way like of this... padding the... Oh, do you like the dogs? <laughs> I did. Okay, so I remembered the zombie dogs actually from trailers for this movie. And I was like, I couldn't I couldn't remember if they were in this one or in the like subsequent uh, movies in the franchise. But I was like really excited for them. Visually, they weren't quite and maybe this is just because this is a 20 year old movie they kind of just look like inside out dogs and i don't know Mm -hmm. if i really quite i remember seeing trailers of this again grain of salt this was 20 years ago but i remember seeing trailers and being like i am scared of these dogs what the fuck is going on right now i felt like they were underutilized in the movie maybe or like weren't as scary as they could have been i don't know did you guys get any of that? I also feel they're kind of in a weird spot because they're like, I've always experienced them in the game. Again, I'm kind of the, going to reference the game a lot is that they're always on the outs, on the outside, kind of near the mansion area, not really like in the labs. But I felt like they looked great because they actually used practical effects rather than CG for the most part. So mm-hmm. you can kind of tell. It's really noticeable when you see the liquor that, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty rough. That well, is fair. I think for early 2000s, it's not too bad. It's not. There are way worse offenders when it comes to the CG. That's true. Yeah. I think I wanted them to be scarier. Like, it wasn't that yeah. they looked bad. I just wasn't. I guess maybe I was I was expecting, you know, 20 years ago, I was pretty young. So I was like, maybe I just was expecting them to be scarier because that's how I remembered them. They just look kind of like, oh, yeah, these dogs are like inside out or something. I don't know. They lost their skin. I don't know. <laughs> well, also, I think I can't remember. They may attack someone else, but I feel like Alice was the only one that really fought him. And she just like punched and kicked him. So like we don't right. recognize if she's like a super soldier or like she's just good at kung fu and can just get used to punching dogs or whatever but i know no kung fu how <laughs> strength they strong they were compared to you know she person she shoots them right isn't that the part where she like we first realized that she's like a fucking like super soldier like she finds a gun and she just like unloads mm. the clip like a bunch of headshots on the dogs and then there's one dog left and that's the dog that she like does the wall jump and kicks in the head no, because right? no, she's at first she's got one dog and then another dog. And I think the second dog is the well, at one point, there's a bunch of dogs. I think she shoots them. OK, I think yeah, when there's a bunch of dogs, she does shoot them. That's that's right. Yeah. I do think that is one of the cooler scenes, though. But to Kurt's point, yeah. it does seem kind of shoehorned into the 
script like oh we gotta find a scene for these dogs to come into play (laughs) right Right. well and like kurt said they don't interact with any other characters so we don't get any measure of like are these dogs it's kind of like that's kind of actually a little bit of the issue with the all of the zombies like a good zombie movie will establish a couple things like we've talked about this before when we i think we did um what was uh we, when we did a zombie movie before but it's like a good zombie movie will establish how fast are these zombies is it just biting or can they infect people other ways and how quickly does the infection spread and like what is their strength level are they slow but super strong are they just as strong as people but if there's a horde of them like they're gonna eat you you know like what is the level and i think that this movie doesn't really good do a good job of showing us what that is especially especially because all people are like in the zombie horde you're like oh that person's fucking dead they're gone they're done and then all of a sudden they're fucking fine what is that yeah, yeah, that happens a couple times. times. The sewers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, that was my other issue with the movie. Like, it just didn't make sense. Like, it was almost like they did two different versions where people didn't get, you know, killed, and then they did, and they spliced them together. Where I was like, this doesn't track with the story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a missed opportunity with the zombie stuff. It's just, it's just not done particularly well, and just makes it uninteresting. Yeah, I feel like they just, if they didn't kill off everyone in the laser room, they would have had five more people to try to get infected or killed or whatever. Exactly. In a way. <laughs> you, you kill off people as the movie goes on. That's like pretty typical in like any horror movie. And it just felt because they couldn't do that. They needed people at the end to be there. They just kept miraculously getting saved somehow. Like, what the fuck? Think about it this way, though. That is probably the most memorable scene in the movie. So if you don't have that, or if you just kill one person in there, like, I don't know, then it makes that scene less interesting because you have, you know, like you get the girl with like her head cut off with the laser. That's cool. You get the guy who's turned into fucking, you know, cubes. That's great. Although I feel like when they go back into that room after the dude gets diced, there's just like, you don't see any of the like chunks on the ground, you know? So it's like they were this gone. Is, so all of the bodies in all in the whole movie, anytime anyone dies, the bodies aren't there anymore. Um, and that's actually a reference to the game where if oh, you would God. leave and re-enter a room, <laughs> the bodies would be removed. Which is oh, it sounds God. cool in theory, but in practice it just seems dumb. Because like in that's a game bump right there. Right. <laughs> but in a game like that happens because the room resets essentially right mm-hmm. in yeah, a like movie a that doesn't make logical sense no. man that's yeah. worse that's like the worst kind of video gamey reference you can make is like a <laughs> stupid like logical inconsistency right yeah, like if any reference they could have done they're like well let's just do this weird thing and that that body disappearing thing kind of you know went away after the games because they made the i don't know if they're Resident Evil 1 remake came out before or after this movie, but they kind of made purpose if the body you have to burn the bodies or else they'll stay there and come back. Mm-hmm. But it's a very obscure reference to the game in general, just having them magically disappear. Right. I mean, at a certain point, do you just like have them like shoot the body after it's dead and there's no blood that squirts out? It's like, look, there's no blood animation once it's been killed. Isn't that right. funny? <laughs> 
What a lame fucking uh, <laughs> reference, God. <laughs> I think um, we just figured out the the best uh, way to do a video game adaptation. Just really just, just go uh, all in. Yeah, just lean in. <laughs> Basically just make a video game a movie. <laughs> when there's two, just it's like a be huge, 14 hours long. <laughs> just a huge frame rate drop when there's too many enemies on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> just going right. to pause the movie for five minutes. Yeah, look look at the map. Check your settings. <laughs> I gotta put this on I'll performance attack, I gotta mode. Use a healing potion. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I'm ready to move on from this one. I don't know about you guys. Any yeah, other thoughts on? Movie. Any other thoughts on last thoughts on Resident Evil before we move on? Uh, we gotta watch the rest of them now. That's right? true. Yeah. Do we? <laughs> Do we? <laughs> Stay tuned. Can't um, wait. Act- uh, so I had a couple of things uh, that I thought were interesting in that uh, Michelle Rodriguez, you know, best actor in this movie, told her agent uh, when uh, before the movie came out, quite a bit before, that if there was as ever a Resident Evil movie, she wanted to be in it. So I guess she was a big fan of the games and she was like, I would love to do a movie of this. And I just thought, because the whole time I thought, why is Michelle Rodriguez not dying? Like, she got bit a thousand times. And I guess that makes more sense if she, like, was a big proponent of the movie. They're like, we have to keep her in through the whole thing. She's, like, supporting it. Had had the Fast and the Furious happened yet? I don't remember when that first movie came out. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. I think that was... Fast and the Furious came out in 2001. Resident Evil came out in 2002. Okay. So they were probably back to back. Cause that's what put that's what put her on the map, right? I mean, I don't remember anything before. I might well, I be think wrong, but girl fight is what technically put her on the map. But yeah, I mean, she wasn't known to like the main public till Fast and Furious. Whoa, Michelle Rodriguez is a fucking big time gamer. She did voices in Call of Duty and Halo. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Blood Rain? She was in Blood Rain? <laughs> I forgot that was even a movie. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, jeez. We'll have to have a sequel to this episode where we do Blood Rain oh, and uh, Assassin's Creed. House of the <laughs> Dead. Oh, God. Yeah, That's House of the Dead. Oh, my double God. Double feature. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be huge. All right. Let's uh, give star ratings and then move on. Um, it's two out of five for me on this one. Two for me. 1.5 for me. Woof. Fuck this movie. <laughs> I'm just going to get it a flat one because I have so much love for the original game. So, Fuck yeah, dude. Statement. <laughs> yeah, it. bury it. One out of five. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd get bury this movie. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's move on. So we're going to be talking Silent Hill, another video game adaptation released a couple of years later. Plot synopsis is a woman, Rose, goes in search for her adopted daughter within the confines of a strange, desolate town called Silent Hill. It's directed by Christopher Gans, written by Roger Avery, film stars Rada Mitchell, Sean Bean, and Lori Holden. So I'm going to op- I'm going to pose a question to the group. Um is Silent Hill a misunderstood masterpiece. No. Group, go. No. 
Kurt, what do you think? I would say I have actually a good amount of respect for this movie to try to do what it did. <gasps> I kind of love this movie, you guys. Here I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm going to just put my cards on the table. I was really enjoying this movie until maybe the halfway point, two-thirds, not quite sure where it was. There was a part, there was a point where it lost me. And I was just like, fuck this movie. And then it just kept getting progressively, like, I started strong and then it got progressively worse and worse and worse from that point. And then by the ending, I was like... I don't even, what the fuck is this movie? I hate it. What's happening? I, I know exactly what point you're talking about. We'll, we'll circle back to that in a moment. Um, Travis, go ahead. What do you think? Um, well, it's, uh, yeah, I still don't think it's a very good movie. Um, I feel like I would probably prefer to watch Resident Evil more often than this one even though this is a Whoa. better what? movie. What? Yes. I no. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave Resident Evil a one and a half and you no, oh I, I gave it a two. Oh, you're right. You're right. That was Paris who gave it a one and a half. I did give it a one and a half, yeah. I, yeah, I just feel like I would rather watch Resident Evil on a given day than Silent Hill. Um, but I would say that Oof. this is a better movie. Um, I just, I don't know. I think the setup is a little clunky and forced and we can get into why that is later. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it's kind of a, it, yeah, like part of the time, part of the time it's doing stuff really well. And then part of the time it's just like really clunky and stupid. So it was uh, kind of a roller coaster watching this one. <laughs> All right. Fair. Uh, Kurt, before you give your imp- your pr- impression on the movie, um, tell me a little bit about your relationship to Silent Hill. I mean, I know you're a big Resident Evil fan. What about Silent Hill? Uh, I'd say I'm definitely a bigger Silent Hill fan. Um, I feel like I've played those games more often, and they're more uh, very messed up, you know? They're mm-hmm. very bizarre, and I can see that it just has a creepy connection. I always feel terrified and it's always great audio design that really lured me into it and visual and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I also love, I mean, I've only played, I never played the first silent Hill, but silent Hill two is probably my favorite horror video game ever. Like that game is so yeah. fucking scary and it's so well designed. Um, it's, Tough to go back to, you know, just from like a gameplay sense. We don't need to get into like the specifics of the game <laughs> mechanics, but you know, it can it can be rough returning to. But God, just I think what this movie nails is just the look and feel of Silent Hill. And Resident Evil failed so miserably at that. Like I think that's a big strength of this movie is it just feels like Silent Hill. I mean, what did you think, Kurt? As far as like the how it represented the like atmosphere of the game. It's it's great because it captures pretty much all the soundtrack, if you know, not most of it, um, is actually music from the, the games. Mm-hmm. So when that first intro comes up where it's playing that creepy, uh, I don't know the instrument, but it's really shrill with the smoky producer screen or whatever, or the foggy, I was just like, oh my mm-hmm. God, I kind of got chills because that's the... <laughs> 
that's the intro to the first game. So I really, it felt, it captured a lot of the atmosphere of the first game. And it's clear that the creators knew the game and, you know, what it was showing and everything. So they knew how to capture it properly. Um, I think kind of just, you know, as it goes on, like maybe a third or halfway through the movie, you kind of see where it's starting to derail from the original story of the first game, though. So that's kind of where it's um, a little bit depressing seeing and watching. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. There's a specific point, and I'm gonna, I'm going to pose this to you guys, where the movie really starts to get bad. Um, I was loving it through the first. So it's literally the first hour and 15 minutes are great. Mm-hmm. I would say, and tell me if I'm wrong, where the movie really takes a turn for the worse is when they get to the church. Like right after Pyramid Head fucking rips that chick's skin off. And then there's you go to the church and there's all those people. Like from there, it becomes way more exposition heavy and it gets way more convoluted. I mean, am I wrong? Did you feel like it had a turn earlier than that? or So the turn real, real for me was a little bit later. Oh, oh sorry. Travis, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it's funny that you mentioned the hour and 15 mark, Matt. Did all of you finish this movie? Because when I turned it on last night, it was resumed at the hour and 15 minute mark. Oh, that was my, that was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Matt, did you not finish this movie? No, no, no. I finished it today. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, just finding the, the turning point then. <laughs> well, so I knew that was the turning point. I had seen this movie before. Um, and Did you go back and rewatch the beginning part or what was that? No, no, no. Um, I was watching with Haley kind of late at night and she fell asleep like five minutes before that. <laughs> so I knew that was where the movie was going to start getting bad. So when she, when I realized she had fallen asleep, because I was like, I was reacting to the pyramid head scene. I was like, oh my God. God and she was like what? Mm. what what happened I was like Pyramid had just ripped that chick's skin off and she was like oh my god I missed it I mean that she was had fallen awesome. asleep so I mean yeah. it was late and you know so did, did you know it was getting bad because she was falling asleep or because you'd seen it before because I had seen I knew <laughs> so my memory was that <laughs> <laughs> this movie is really cool up until the second half in my memory it was the second half and I knew it was when they get to the church and see Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, 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 bad. I was just going to say, the turn for me wasn't at the church. I actually kind of enjoyed, like, I wanted more of the cult. And um, I will leave it to Kurt to kind of talk about how the cult actually features a little bit more in the games. But um, I wanted a little bit more of that religious group, the more culty vibes. That's really what I'm into. I love that shit. So the church stuff didn't bother me. Really, I think the turning point... I was thinking about this was when um i forget her name the mom goes down to the basement in the hospital i think is that where 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 she starts getting the expositional uh backstory oh that was pretty late in the movie when when the it's like a 10 minute. Are you talking about like the 10 minute sequence where the yes. An- Annalise or whatever the fuck her name is? No. Alessa, no, like the, the Alessa, creepy yeah. like Alessa. manifestation. The demon. Yeah. Well, no, Alessa was the, well, I Te- guess Alessa is the demon. Yes. The, the little girl manifestation where it's just like an exposition dump and flashbacks. That part. 
Right. Like the beginning of that was really where I think the movie started to turn down for me. And and to be fair, the church to that scene, there isn't much in between there. Like it's pretty soon after that that they go there. I guess. And that is maybe if I'm thinking back, that is kind of where it starts to slow down. But I was interested. I was like, what's going on with this church? Why are we protected from what's going on outside? These people seem creepy, screaming witch at everyone, very culty. I was really interested. I wanted to know more about the lore of the church. And even in that fat exposition number, it's basically just 10 minutes of like, this is what's going on. Let me fucking tell you so we can finish this movie. Like, I didn't even get, I felt like it, I didn't get what I wanted. You know, I didn't get an explanation of what was going on with the cult thing. It was just like, they're religious, so they're bad, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. I know what you're getting at. Um, I mean, what's what's interesting about you saying that about the church stuff? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Kurt. I haven't played the first Silent Hill, but that's there's that's really not an element of the first two games, right? I mean, there's there's no like uh, church. There's no cult church entity where there's like that. Just I think serves to like provide an explanation for silent hill and that's well, not necessarily up. the point of i thought there was yeah Kurt? so there was so the whole cult thing was kind of like of the past and you don't see any of the members or anything in the game and it was crazy because the cult was actually not like just burning witches they were trying to summon their own gods so they were like like they're crazy uh, doped up on drugs which is kind of minor, but they were just like trying to summon their own god by like um, crazily weren't they trying to have yeah trying to impregnate uh, um, Alessa with and to give birth to their demon god, and then that's why all this shit happened. Um, so the church and the, the cult in the movie is actually pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah, I think not that a, wasn't the cult in the games wasn't like they were targeting Alessa so she could be the mother to the demon god. Like that's the whole point versus just like yeah. she's a bastard child so she's a witch so we'll burn her. Yeah, exactly. Which that's, isn't as had, meaningful or interesting. It's not at all. And the whole I believe the whole incident with Alessa like with all that stuff happened was only like 10 years before the game. So like there wasn't that huge 20 year gap or whatever it is between the incident in the movie and you know when they went down there with um, Cheryl or Sharon mm. well so I mean again I haven't played the first Silent Hill is it super like how ambiguous is it because this movie like they go into like it's Alessa's hate that causes the town to turn and all these is the, you know they like really over explain it i would imagine yeah. that the, the game is probably a little bit more uh less literal it's, maybe i don't know <laughs> it's it's pretty vague you kind of have to find like different files and like clues and kind of just kind of put the story together yourself um and it is kind of vague because you could kind of get different endings or whatever so i feel like they kind of had to put this cult and church and you know really there to kind of explain some of the background of what's going on in this town so i can kind of get why they made this decision but it's you know yeah but well, who think... really reads all those diaries or logs in video games yeah kurt 
I don't. I, I yeah, do I was like, I was like, <laughs> um. <laughs> I read it and then I'm like, I already read this, and then I completely forget that you know the next two times when you play it or whatever. As someone yeah. who yeah. mostly doesn't play video games, but watches their partner play video games i'm interested in those logs because i'm like i need to know the story that's oh going God. on or else i'm going to be bored <laughs> right yeah um, some games you have to sometimes you don't well so i feel like the part of the reason why they chose the timing of the for the movie is that it was like sort of the town in the movie is based on the centralia pennsylvania coal fire are y'all familiar with that no negative so basically okay so (laughs) this i did a little bit of research into the actual coal fire it sent me down a whole thing about coal fires first of all because i was like underground fire that's been burning since then that sounds not real no that's a real thing (laughs) that's a real thing so um the centralia mine fire is a coal seam fire that's been burning underneath centralia pennsylvania since May of 1962. Is it still going? Yes, it's literally still going. And it's over (laughs) 3,700 acres. And at its current rate, it could burn for another 250 years. How the fuck is that even possible? Okay, so here's the thing. This set me down. (laughs) This is a little off topic, but this set me down a rabbit hole of looking up coal seam fires, which is basically an underground fire that's caused from coal, like, mines, I guess, kind of. The oldest one is in Australia, 6,000 years old. Is it just like a dormant little chill fire that doesn't no dude it's a mad ass (laughs) no dude it's like a mad underground fire where it's like it like the land on top is super fucked up from it and like you can't like people can't go there you can't like walk across it you would like how deep are we talking do you know well so the centralia one is depths up to a up to 300 feet and then it like stretches over like eight miles wide. I don't know about the one in Australia. I would have to look it up. Like, as far as how deep it is. Fire but... need oxygen to thrive though? Like So this is where <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Stop asking. No, 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 no. Interesting. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pause it there and that is kind of where I ended up and I stopped doing research because I was like I can't, unless we want to have a spinoff podcast about coal seam fires, which honestly seem very interesting, weirdly enough. I think that that's probably enough for the, for today. Save it Fuck. for the Patreon. Yeah, dude. I'm oh, yeah. If you want to pay uh, $90 a month for top quality Patreon content, you can hear us talk about coal seam fires for at least two and a half hours. Coal, coal seam fires, that's what they're called? Yeah, seam, like, like a seam in a in the land i guess s-e-a-m so obviously that tier in the patreon it's got to be coal cream right <laughs> oh god all the coal the, the coal creamers <laughs> out there <laughs> if you're a mad coal creamer for the digest oh man i can't right, well, i can't finish that if you want to get this conversation back on track i can try and help with that bring it on travis um, so Thank you. you guys said halfway through this movie kind of lost you. Well, it kind of lost me from the beginning because it has that early to mid 2000 horror look to it that I 
don't really like. Mm-hmm. Although I will say the movie does look pretty good, mainly on like a shot, like cinematography level. I thought the creature effects look like dog shit and maybe it was trying to match the video game like creatures, but I don't know. Most of the designs look lame and then like just the CG just didn't look great either. And it's probably due to budget and when it came out, but I was very underwhelmed by the, the actual like monsters in the movie. I thought the effects, like, they haven't aged well, but I thought they they weren't that awful because of how dark most of the like, movie is. I like thought those that crying kind of babies, like, like the first ones we get. Those are brutal. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the worst one. Well, so, like, I was I don't actually... I remember the crying babies. They're like, fi- they're like fire babies. They're, like, kind of burning. And it's really early on in the movie. She's, like, outside. And... Yeah, running through that alleyway. Yeah, she's in an alleyway. And it starts off super promising because you see in the background, like, just the legs of one of these baby creatures, like, walk into the frame. And it was creepy. And it looked real. It didn't look CG. Maybe it was. But then you realize it's like a burning, like, a coal cream baby. And it's just, like, so silly looking. It was probably, I think it was probably a little bit of an effect of that era where a lot of movies did this where they went too hard with the CG. Like, I think almost all of the monsters in this movie um, were dancers and they were using practical effects and they were dancers so they could make those weird like inhuman movements. But I think this movie suffered from what a lot of movies suffered from this time, where they were just like, we can do CGI now. You've seen The Matrix, right? Like, that was cool. Let's fucking do it. And then they just overdid it and immediately aged themselves with it. Well, so I I, I do like that there's a lot of practical effects with the monsters, like specifically with the nurses. Like, I love that scene. Uh, with like the creepy nurses where they're like blind and they just start like cutting each other when she like uh, sets one of them off and they're just oh, like yeah that was spooky cutting each other's throats and I I think Pyramid Head is pretty cool in this movie um, yeah he, he's just a creepy character um, but like the bugs they look awful like the oversized bugs that are crawling all over. Oh, remember when one of the bugs has like a little face? It's like on its back and it has like a little face. All the bugs like... have human faces. <laughs> that was pretty corny. Why? Wait, yeah. um, Kurt, I think though you were going to talk a little bit about Pyramid Head though in this movie. Yeah, I'd say just a little bit before that is with with the monsters. I think what made him scary in the first in, in the games in general is like because the graphics weren't so great. They were kind of just like mysterious looking like the little children were just like you can't really tell the details of it so you kind of use your imagination and made it terrifying but then when you make them look so great like or you try to you're just like well that's not very scary and then Mm. the nurse design wasn't very uh um busty (laughs) in the games they're just kind of regular (laughs) nurses with cardigans and they just had like weird tumor lumps on their backs and you know makes sense why travis liked it yeah, I mean, yeah. that, <laughs> and actually those nurses inspired a game, Silent Hill Homecoming, so those nurses are in that game because everyone loved some weird fetish of fucked up faces and busty women. <laughs> I mean, I was on board. Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like half okay as, you know, <laughs> questioning things, but. I'm gonna no uh, but, comment this? <laughs> <laughs> it's just guy stuff. Yeah, um, just guy stuff, Paris. Head, 
Yeah. But the thing I hate is Pyramid Head had such uh, meaningful representation in Silent Hill 2 that he was actually more um, connected to the character in the game, Silent Hill 2. But he had no reason to be in this game because it, he was just kind of a more iconic character. And they just kind of threw him in to kind of get people excited. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just Well, because in Silent Hill cool 2, Pyramid Head, it's a different character. Like, Silent Hill 2 is a, is a pretty different story from 1 and 3, right, in the games. And yeah. Pyramid Head, to my understanding, is like a, a physical representation of the character in that game's sexual, uh, what is it? Desires Not repression. Desires. Thank you. toward everything. And like, yeah, and like resentment toward his wife and whatever. We don't need to get into all that, but like... It, it, it was definitely very like a manifestation of the a very negative part of that character and so having him fight like a physical representation of that was very meaningful in the second game whereas i think a lot of fans of that game were kind of like there's no reason for pyramid head to be in the first movie because it doesn't have anything to do with any of the characters in the first movie yeah but it- if you loved him in this movie you'd love him in the sequel of this movie he's <laughs> goofy <laughs> oh i never saw the second one so he he comes back in the revelations is that what it's called yeah revelations 3d oh, um he's Boo. i guess there's like a little carnival thing spinning around and he's like tr- riding a bike turning it or something it's really goofy <laughs> well really so bad movie you could watch it <laughs> i i'm kind of curious to watch it i know it's like universally panned so I don't know. We'll see. But Sean Bean <laughs> does return in it, though. I so. knew he was yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Sean, oh well, I was going to go back to go. my original point of uh, why it kind of lost me from the start. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We kind of shied uh, away from that. Yeah. We got. Yeah. We got caught up with the uh, creature design and stuff. But uh, <laughs> I just feel like the the setup is a little silly. Like um, they just discover or they have known that their adopted child is having these like nightmares or like you know like visions of the silent hill and they want to go investigate it so it's like hey let's go on a field trip and go check this out like just doesn't seem like a like a great parental move and then um the whole plot with the dad like the subplot with the dad just feels so unnecessary like every time we cut to sean bean it, it just like kind of kills the movie a little bit so it's interesting the same way but (laughs) it's interesting that you say that because that that totally makes sense considering the original movie didn't have any of the sean bean plot line in it it really only took place um with the mother and daughter and in silent hill no in the in the movie originally it didn't have that whole thing and and literally um they presented it to the studio and they were like, this only has women in it because if you're in the Silent Hill, you know, in the in in the weird ashy part, like there's no real men like that we are main characters in it. Representation Literally, they <laughs> said there's too many women. We don't have enough men in this movie. So that's when they added the whole side plot about Sean Bean trying to find the daughter and that's why it feels tacked on it's because it was literally that's that's been a problem for years 
Not enough uh, male representation in films. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it really is a trailblazer. (laughs) I'm really glad for you guys that you finally got some representation in movies. Yeah, dude, that is so stupid. And yeah, this movie sucks more as a result. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like I remember them because it was supposed to be the dad kind of taking her Silent Hill and really going through that. He was supposed to be the main character. And then I guess in they the wanted, games. Yeah. Yeah. In the game. And they, I guess they wanted a, the a mother to do it instead, because I guess it's more of a, you know, a, um, emotional connection to the character and, you know, you could kind of feel her um, struggle and really wanted to find this stuff out. So I think that kind of just changed it as well. But then it also added the unnecessary part for him, Sean being doing that, the you know the normal silent hill but then also he's in the second movie so it's like why it's kind of a weird replacement and then if he's going to be in the second movie anyway yeah yeah definitely some weird choices made for sure (laughs) i mean i get there'd be no movie without that setup but um just a lot of red flags along the way to silent hill that would make me (laughs) make me want to turn around Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean why did she run from the cop like, I know we're kind of going backwards a little bit here, but at the beginning of the movie, when our main gal just, like, fucking tries to outrun a police officer, like, to what end? She's like, how dare she think I was kidnapping my daughter? Like, of course she would. You're like, a cop pulls you over and you just fucking bolt? Like, yeah, she's going to think you're kidnapping that little girl. What the fuck? Yeah, that was really stupid. It it, it, it kind of seemed like hole. they just <laughs> needed an excuse to like drag that cop character into Silent Hill or something. Right. Like, I mean, she was in the in the game. Like in the intro, you see the cop just pass the car, and then a while later, they see the motorcycle crashed, and then they're like, "Well, the cop is gone." Like they could have just done that instead of a weird tense. Right, like the cop didn't need to be like forced into there. It could have been just like a cop crashed and is also here. Like it doesn't need to be a big thing. Well, so what I appreciated about this movie kind of ties into what I appreciate about. I mean, I'm I'm going to be using Silent Hill two as a as a reference point. I don't really give a shit about the story in these games. I couldn't honestly. I couldn't tell you the plot of Silent Hill Two other than uh, Matt, he, he, his <laughs> his family, like he actually killed his wife or it's something. So or... plot heavy. No. Yeah. It, okay, maybe it is plot heavy, but I don't care. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> it's, I'm not. Okay, interested. you heard it here first, folks. Matt is a shallow game player. He does not care about plot. I don't well. I don't care about the plot in that game. What I love about that game, and probably why I like this movie, is that I just kind of like that there's not an explanation. There is an explanation. It's just me not paying attention. But I just like oh my God. the fact that it feels like a nightmare. I mean, the creature design, yeah. the wandering through the environment, it feels like a waking nightmare. And I think that's what the that's first true. like two thirds of this movie absolutely nails is that it's not trying to like feed in this exposition or provide an explanation. She's mostly just kind of wandering through this environment and scary shit is happening for the most part, you know? And I love that. I thought it was super effective. I love the look of the film. I like that it wasn't going out of its way to explain things. And then the whole last third of the movie is basically nothing but explanation. 
And I just, it kind of bummed me out. And I still yeah. really enjoy the movie overall. And I, I think there's some cool scenes in that section of the movie. Like, that's where the, the, the nurse scene happens. That's where the, like, barbed wire, like, ripping the churchgoers apart thing happens. Like, there's cool stuff in there. But I don't know. I think the first hour and, and 10, 15 minutes of this movie, I was loving for that reason it's just kind of it felt like a waking nightmare to me speaking of that climax it felt very reminiscent of a movie we have reviewed on this spinoff show you guys know what i'm talking about the climax of this movie Mm -hmm. and you can also use the same reasoning or rationale of why you like this movie that matt just did with the movie i'm referring to oh my god travis I'm on the edge of my seat. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry, spoiled it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that of. movie. You know, the plot holes. You can just say, See? "Well, it's a nightmare," and then the climax is uh, very. Uh, what do you call it? Grand, <laughs> just like uh, the Suspiria one. See, I didn't enjoy. I don't know. I found silent hill to be far more scary because i did feel it to be more of a waking nightmare whereas suspiria i found to be a little bit more boring because i didn't get that but all right we're talking i understand the concept for silent sure. hill no <laughs> <laughs> okay you brought it up <laughs> but i mean like i just i i was so into just the vibe of this movie and it just really started to lose me when it just became less about that and was trying to like provide all this plot and it just like took the mystery away from it and i don't know i like the mystery and i think what people like about the silent hill games is obviously there's like story there you can soak you know like sink your teeth into and it's like super in-depth and there's like a whole explanation but like i played that game just being scared and pooping my pants over and over you know like right (laughs) well and i think one of the elements of silent hill that really is appealing the game um even even aside from the story part or including the story part is the kind of like david lynch feel of it where it's very absurdist very nightmarey very like things are happening and you're not quite sure what's going on the mystery so even the story there even though it's explaining it it's still very far out and very spooky and very like frightening and the movie you're right it it had that really going for it even with the story there and then just lost it when it it just started like dumping exposition on and on and on and on and on and then the ending really just like the we haven't really discussed it in detail and we don't really necessarily need to but the final moments really just sold it for me that this movie didn't know what to do with itself essentially yeah yeah kurt go ahead uh i was gonna say that it's I mean, the game is, you know, is it's pretty vague in general and they kind of do have an ending, but it is a lot better than just trying to make like a weird, oh, is she really stuck in, you know, that, you know, limbo state of Silent Hill or, and, you know, they're kind of separated and unless is, you know, free to go or whatever, but it's, it could have been done better if it was more closer to 
the game, which was, you know, they actually take their daughter and kind of combine to kind of heal Alessa and kind of satisfy their needs for the demon. But then they actually give them a baby like, here, thank you for helping us. Here's your, your new child that you t can take care of. And they kind of leave, but they kind of weird. It's just kind of a weird mess at the end. And they just, I feel they had to do a lot of explaining to kind of cater to more broader audiences maybe so because if you go the david lynch route of being obscure you're going to have a very indie movie that only going very to niche yeah to, mm -hmm. yeah so a select few so i mean it makes sense like i wouldn't be surprised if like all the sean bean stuff that they added in i wouldn't be surprised if the studio also felt that you know whatever original cut or script there was was too just too vague like i want to see Clearly, the people right. who made this movie are fans of the source material, right? Like, well, you can so tell that they are. And it feels like the studio interfering that makes the movie bad. Not that right. they just didn't get what the uh, games were going for, you know? Right. So yeah. the director, Christoph Gons, he was a huge Silent Hill fan. Uh, he loved the games. It took him five years. He, he like really tried for five years to obtain the rights to make this movie. And he was only given the rights after he sent Konami a video of an interview of him describing how much Silent Hill really meant to him. And he sent along scenes that he had filmed like at his own cost that he had cut up and overlaid with music from the games because he was so into it so i think you're you're really on point that like if he had made the movie that he wanted to make maybe it wouldn't have been perfect but i think it would have been a lot better where the studio was but but probably more niche and the studio was like we need to make this relevant to a much larger audience so let's make it worse mm-hmm and one other thing i wanted to mention especially in comparison to resident evil both Resident Evil, the video game, and Silent Hill, the video game, are pretty brutal, especially for their time. And, like, there's some, like, yeah. gnarly violence. Resident Evil felt pretty tame, you know? Like, there's a lot of violence Very that occurs off screen. This movie still feels pretty brutal, especially by, like... A kind of a relatively big budget like video game adaptation standards. Granted, the source material uh, source material they're adapting is like inherently gross and violent, but like there's some pretty gnarly stuff in this movie. I mean, I don't know how you guys reacted to some of the more like graphic like body horror moments in this movie, but I was kind of taken aback by how just like gross some of that stuff was in this movie. Oh yeah. It was creepy and gross and intense, and I loved it. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I was pretty excited because it was, you know, kind of staying true to what the source and whatnot. And I was kind of, you know, like with the uh, the bathroom scene with the guys tied up legs to his head. That was mm -hmm. a real oh guy. God. As well. <laughs> yeah, when like he a, starts touching the walls, yeah. oof. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty brutal. Loved it. All right. Um, anything else we want to say on Silent Hill before we wrap this one up? Oh, um, yeah. In reference to the original game, I never played it, but um, I was doing a little research today, and um, it sounds like that game was kind of a breakthrough. Um, well, and they had to get a little clever with it um, as a result. So, like, 
if I remember correctly, the fog played a big role more for like practical reasons because like oh, yeah. the graphics and like CPUs that they were using at the time weren't quite there yet. So they basically added this fog layer to the game to like obscure things, you know, too um, far in front of you. Right. Mm -hmm. And like um, screens and whatnot. Yeah. And then also like same with the 3D modeling since that was still pretty like in its infant state, um, the fog helped kind of cloud some of those models to make it not look as bad as it actually was. Which is yeah. a great decision because it makes it so much spookier. Oh, yeah. While still maintaining like, I mean, I don't know exactly when the second game came out, but when Kurt and I played it together, that was what? just a hand just a few years ago and the yeah. graphics didn't look that bad because of the fog and because of the way that they like were able to manipulate that yeah not being able to see in front of you is terrifying <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if it's a uh, daytime quote unquote yeah <laughs> and i think the movie does a good job with that too i mean obviously that's a big trope in the games is the fog but obviously that's not like the the practical use of putting the fog in the game, it's not really applicable in the movie, but I do think it works for the vibe of the movie too. Like they're not mm -hmm. using it to like you know obscure the backgrounds; they're using it to build dread and an atmosphere. And I I love the look of it. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of like this movie a lot, you guys. I know I've said <laughs> it before, but <laughs> I I wish I want to see the version a, of this movie a remake, <laughs> a remake. Yeah. i want to see yeah his original vision i want to see what he's christoph gons or whatever the fuck he said i want to yeah. see his original vision for this movie without like the studio interference the fact that i like it this much as is so you want the snyder cut of uh silent hill I'm going to get to tweeting right away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that, you know, any type of Silent Hill project is going to be very difficult, if not impossible, because Konami, I believe, still holds the rights to everything. And they want to not do any type of anything because they want to make more money off of like pachinko machines and shit <laughs> are there silent so, hill pachinko machines there are what? and Fuck. it's you just go to you know some casino probably it's probably only in like japan or whatever but yeah just pachinko machines for silent hill and it probably plays a little cg thing while you're wasting your money on it i gotta go to tokyo yeah a little upset about <laughs> it if you couldn't tell <laughs> okay i just did some cursory research um the pachinko machine features a total of seven creatures from silent hill 2 with only one creature being exclusive to the game and uh it came out in 2015 in japan looks like it doesn't yeah. exist over here but pretty be a, uh, boot pretty pretty bummer yeah there was a project uh called silent hills possibly going to be released playable teaser created by um oh yeah and mm -hmm. uh norman Reedus was going to be the main character but then konami uh kind of shut that down so that was our only glimmer of hope and that was a long time ago that was like what like eight years now something yeah something yeah <laughs> fucking brutal well we'll have to save up our uh, um um coal creamer uh tier 
money to <laughs> book us all a trip to Tokyo to play the the Silent Hill Silent Hill Pachinko Machine. Oh my yeah, God, yes! Like uh, subscribe to our Patreon. It's only ninety dollars per month. <laughs> Thank you. It's only uh, the cost of a plane ticket to be uh, determined. We'll update the it's only feed. the cost of a first class plane ticket to Tokyo. Oh yeah, first for class for sure. Yeah, I think we're gonna be sitting in coach. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, losers. All right. Any other thoughts on Silent Hill before we wrap this one up? Take that as a no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for going on this journey with us, listeners. Kurt. Thank you for joining and uh, providing yeah, us your, your gamer insight. It's been good. Yeah. Fun talking with you. Hope to have you again in, uh, in the near future on uh, some sort of collab. We'll get you on something that interests you. It'll be a good time. Paris, your turn is up next. Go ahead and tell the listeners uh, Wait, what the next. Should we rate the movie? Oh my Christ. We didn't even do that. <laughs> That's so done. He's just ready for the next episode. All right, guys. Star ratings. Let's fucking hear it. How much did you love Silent Hill on a scale from four stars to five stars? Where did it land? Ooh. <laughs> no one wants to go first. Uh, I'll go first. I, I'll give it a three out of five because you can really tell the love of the games kind of in the part in most of the movie and you kind of realize stuff how to do it like it's it's a fun rewatch but i don't need to rewatch it every year i could wait every 10 years maybe mm-hmm. love to hear it feel like you're probably going to be the only one who liked it besides me but mm-hmm. let's yeah. hear th- let's let's wait as the other star ratings come in uh travis go ahead uh i'm a 2.5 and hopefully i'm dead by the time my next rewatch comes around Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Paris, what about you? I'm right there with Travis. Uh, 2.5. This movie dropped, I think, at least a full half star, if not maybe even one and a half stars. For me, um, right at that, uh, right at that two thirds uh, mark, was going really strong, and then just really fell apart at the end there for me. So I'm gonna go with a solid two and a half. It's a three and a half for me. It was on on track to be a four, four and a half. And then uh, just like I remembered, uh, all the exposition and plot stuff just kind of muddies it up and makes it way less interesting. So still, ultimately, I think it's underrated. And there is a small contingency of people out there who really love Mm -hmm. this movie. Um, So I'm not quite there, but, you know. Can't wait for my rewatch. I'm like Travis, so we'll see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got I got to force feed this one for sure. Um, Three point five for now. All right, now Paris, it is time to tell us what the next double feature is. All right. Um, so for the next double feature, I wanted to go for a stop motion horror theme. Maybe a stop, drop, and roll. Not sure yet. Pending. (laughs) (laughs) Pending TM. Um, So the first movie is going to be The Wolf House, which is available on Shudder. And Coraline, which is available for rent on Prime and Voodoo. Both are some solid stop motion horrors. One's a little bit more family friendly than the other, and I'm very excited to watch both of them. 
Yeah, I, those will both be first-time watches for me, so I'm excited to check them out. I've seen bits and pieces of Coraline, but never seen the whole thing, so I'm excited to check it out. Um, all right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We will be back with the Wolf, the wolf House? Wolf Walkers. Wolf House. No. She, she's wolf a house. wolf. Dun, 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 house. <laughs> Oh my and, god. Uh, <laughs> and uh Coraline. So we'll be back with that. Thank you everybody for listening. Thanks again to Kurt for joining us. Really appreciate having you here. Uh stay spooky. Stay scared.